Being an entrepreneur in Africa is difficult enough as it is. Now pair that with having to navigate the treacherous path to success as a woman, and you'll discover a whole new world of challenges that female African entrepreneurs have to surmount on a daily basis. Today on the TF Audio Stories, the CEO of the Tony Elumilu Foundation, Mrs. Paminda Ver, speaks with three amazing TF entrepreneurs about succeeding as a female entrepreneur. Welcome to the Tony Elumilu Foundation Audio Stories on entrepreneurship in Africa. I'm an accountant. I run a business called Accounting Hub. I do accounting for small businesses. The aim is that they have credible numbers to take decisions and that they can put structures into their business. I'm a 2016 Tony Lumili entrepreneur. Uh, my name is Mahasan Khodri. Um, I run Cash Madam app. It's a mobile app created for the unbanked. Basically, um, the idea is to get... Uh, uh, the average entrepreneur who make up the majority in the entrepreneurial sector to have a technology that can help them manage their businesses, to automate their businesses, to make uh, life easier for them. Um, I'm a 2015 Tony Lumilu entrepreneur. Hi, my name is Nelly Abogu. I'm a business owner. I run Nelly's.ng. Um, the business started out of a passion to actually lose weight and also to give gluten-free products to my my son, who is um, mildly autistic. So since then, the business has been able to grow. Thank you very much. Let me turn to German. You say that, you know, your accounting hub was set up to solve four major problems. What were those problems and how are you solving them? So the first was um, pricing. Small businesses couldn't find the right price for accounting services. The second was the overall business model. So you work into some Olu Joke and, and co-chartered accountant and say, hey, I run a small business, I need accounting services. And someone gives you a 20-page proposal as a small business owner. Where are you going to start with that? Um, the next was technology. They were not um, using enough of technology. And lastly was nearness to the small business owner. What if I could just go online and buy an accounting service like I'm buying a product? So I just buy it. Hey, I need someone to file my tax next month. It's tanky. I pay and that's it. So that's what we try to do. Brilliant. Brilliant. Mahasan, Ma yeah. Um, so Cash Madam Technologies. Tell us about Cash Madam Technologies. Cash Madam app takes um, the work of managing a regular um, buy and sell business out of the archaic methods of writing your inventory in an excise book or writing or keeping your customer uh, contact details in a receipt book, it takes it out of that and puts it on your phone. It doesn't just uh, help you automate your business. It helps you create a transaction history that you can use to approach uh, financial institutions and say, okay, this is what I generate in my business on a, on a monthly or weekly or daily basis. Give me a loan based on this. And the beautiful thing is that this solution came from a problem that you had seen because you come from a trader background. Yes. Do I mean, so what was your role and what were, what were you doing as a trader? Well, um, I used to spend the weekends in the market with my mother mm -hmm. uh, and I'd help her sell so that she could be more flexible and do some other things. And then I started asking questions and I would ask her questions like, okay, um, this product that you're selling, how much profit do you make on it? And 
She couldn't give me an answer. Mm-hmm. She didn't know. And I would ask, okay, this particular product, how much of it do we have in the store? And she didn't know. And she had been doing this business for longer than I'd been alive. Wow. And she was brilliant at it. Wow. That was a funny thing. She was really, really good at it. She knew what she was doing. And she was traveling to China and other places, bringing in containers full of these products. But she couldn't give you the kind of information about her business that you'd expect her to have at her fingertips. This is revolutionary. This is fantastic. Yeah. Let me turn to Nelly. Nelly saw healthy foods or healthy Nellies. Yeah. What can we expect to buy from Nelly? Okay, so um, first of all, I'd like to talk about wine Nellies. Um, we, I started Nellies after the fact that, it, obviously, I'm trying to lose weight. I used to have lost over 50 kg. I'm still losing more. And when I started, I thought, I told myself I shouldn't be eating only salads all the time. There should be fun in weight loss. There should be a way I could still eat my pizza and eat my tortillas and eat all the things that I love. And that was just, I started looking in words I started looking for how to make healthy foods with what we have in Nigeria within our produce. And it, it, looking in words, I started doing things like cabbage, cabbage crust pizzas, um, ogu chips, zogo jam, just trying to, you know, create healthy food, but in a fun way, we're using the produce that we have here in Nigeria. I think the and, important thing is that you're using the local produce yes, rather than imported yes, produce. Yes, yeah. And so far, the response has been amazing. Um, having a lot of people all over Nigeria actually coming to Nelly's to buy, you know, snacks because they know that they can, they understand that the products or the produce are here in Nigeria. We didn't have to import it. So where can customers buy Nelly products? Um, currently, we're in Lagos, in Ekileki, phase one, at number nine. Where in the supermarket uh, or you have your so, own store? So we just got our NAFDAQ registration. Oh, well done. Yes. Wow, we just got our Yes, so we are about to, we are working on the packaging. So the plan of the packaging is to make sure that it's made in Nigeria. So that is why we are really making sure that it is something Nigerian, but internationally recognized. So we're trying to make sure we get a good branding that we'll put in all stores. Brilliant to bring back the supply chain and keep it in Nigeria. Yes. So what are the challenges do you face as female entrepreneurs? Let's start with Um, Well, if I may, I would like to mention the fact that Cash Madame wasn't my first business. My first business was actually an online um, health food delivery business. Oh, wow. Competition. (laughs) (laughs) And um, from the point where I got the funding that I was going to use to start my business to the point where I was able to get my first location, it took me a year and a half. And the main reason was because they'd look at the little woman and think, "Ah, can this person run a business? And they just refused to give me um, their space. In the end, the only reason why I got my first location was because the person who owned the property was a friend of my father's. Yeah, the three Fs, family, fools, and friends are the first port of call yeah. for so the business. So even with Cash Madame, the reason why Cash Madame was able to initially see the light of day in many respects um, was primarily because of the support of organizations like Tony Lumelu. Um, Tony Lumelu created an, an open playing field for everybody. Gender wasn't an issue. Race, religion wasn't an issue. Nobody even asked. Nobody wasn't cared. an issue. Um, but after I got the funding, um, when it came to building a team to build the products, managing that team, working with the team, because in the tech industry, particularly in Nigeria, everybody's, almost everybody's male. 
Um, they do have a couple of shining stars who are female, but most of them are male. And dealing with them alone as a woman was a challenge. Because you yourself are not a technology. You're not a software developer. Yes. Uh-huh. So I had to be able to manage them. Yeah. Manage not just their skill, but their personalities. Mm-hmm. And um, if, if, if one understands the way people um, relate in Nigeria, because it is a patriarchal society, you'd understand that certain barriers will just suddenly show up the minute they discover that you're a woman. Even amongst the young yes. software developers? Yes. They tend to expect you to remain in that space where you're supposed to be in. Which is what? Um, well, not too vocal. Okay. We'll, we'll let you say something after we've been speaking. <laughs> yes. And, and you know, we'll be on in class when you're speaking. But then, yeah, sit down. Sit down. Yeah. But don't you, say too much. But don't, you, don't be too loud. Don't step forward. Don't, don't try and take the stage. I mean, come on, counter that. Did you have the same challenges? No, I didn't have that challenge. I think that business owners seem to trust women more with their monies. So coming from an accountant. Yes, so as a female accountant, I think that I enjoyed a lot of clients wanting to do business with me. The only place I would say I had a little challenge as a female was building the right team. You know, getting um, men to work with you, getting um, um, so if I'm a good accountant, why wouldn't I just have my own accounting firm? Why do I have to come work for you? So if I'm a really smart man, you know, so I had to start using women. Then I found that women, there were very smart women who were accountants who had worked in the big fours, PwC, KPMG, any of those. And probably because of childbirth or marriage or something, you can't do the nine to five and you're sitting at home. So I offered women flexible hours. Now I have the most amazing managers as women in the team. How many people do you employ? Um, over 30 now. Wow. And predominantly women. Yes. Managers, women. Working flexible hours, come when they like, leave when they would like, work 20 hours a week. Yes. Work from home. See the clients once a month. Yes. So that's how I came at using women. But are there any particular issues that you face because you're a woman entrepreneur? None that I can think of. I haven't had any dog shot in my face because I'm a woman. And I've always been very vocal, very loud speaking. So But but you know, and have you are you using the fact that, you know, are you celebrating the fact that you're a woman business owner and the fact that you employ now? substantially large numbers of women. Absolutely. I celebrate the fact that my youngest staff is 17 and she's a woman. I celebrate the fact that women can work flexible hours. I celebrate the fact that their husbands come to say thank you for training me. I celebrate the fact that I hire, I now hire women who are not even accountants, women who can just read and write. I use them for stock taking. So I get women to wear t-shirts and go to the market and count inventory for people. So I use my house help for Used to the earn. two of you should work yes. together. Yes. So I celebrate the fact that my help earns um, 15000 a month. Now she gets to earn 7000 in one day for counting and carrying inventory in the market. Absolutely. I celebrate the fact that I'm a woman. Absolutely brilliant. Um, okay, Nelly, what about you? What are the challenges of being a the, female entrepreneur in Nigeria? The biggest challenge I, I get actually is actually from the women too, who try to you know talk to me. I'm like, 
what is your husband saying about this? What is what are your children not suffering because you're running a business? I'm telling them I'm opening Abuja in three months' time. I'm going to Portacot in six months' time. Like, how do you do that? You have three children under the age of seven, and you have a husband. How is this? How do you do it? How do you do it? <laughs> I actually, I, I structure. I created structure. You know what? What Shama was saying. I, everybody works flexible hours. Everything is on our phones. I love applications. Nelly's works on the phone, on the recipes, every single thing. So I, when the men came in, like the, the, when I hire people, I don't hire those who know it all. I hire those who are learning, are willing to learn. Okay. So when they come in, they're like, oh, we used to do it this way. I said, no, drop whatever you think you know. I'm going to teach you my way. And that is one of the biggest challenges I got actually from the men, actually, that is in the workplace. But at home, my husband has, <laughs> we have tried it. And he now said, he's okay, fine. Finally, he's okay with it because I would bake all children nice. The, the plan is make sure these children are fine. Make sure these children do not lack anything. Make sure that the home is full. My every food is ready. Everything is fine, right? I will make sure I do that. So effectively, you're running two jobs. I'm not, I actually run three jobs. Okay, you're running your business. Mm-hmm. You're making sure that you're all the needs of your husband are met. Definitely baking through the night. Definitely and making sure that the children kids. are taken care of. Yes. I mean, what are you a superwoman? <laughs> um, Nelly has touched on how she manages work-life balance. Yeah. Um, both um, Mas- Masan and Jima, you're also mothers yes. and married. So how do you manage work-life balance? Um, so I learned this thing called work-life integration. So I try to take the family life and integrate it into my work life. Very good. How about coming to the office with the kids one day in a week? Hey, I'm seeing you. Yes. <laughs> so how about traveling with them for some, uh, so I'm going to speak at an event in a bar so I can go with the help and with two of the kids and the wait in the hotel room. I speak at my event. I come downstairs, we eat, we go back, we get to the plane. So I integrate work life and family life as much as I can. That's what I've done. And then staying at home with the kids, I hire nurses. So I hire a nurse. I always have a nurse at home with a regular help. So I never have, have a help. I know, that's all fine for those who can afford it. What about those who can't, can't afford, afford it? it yeah? yeah, My son, what's been your experience of, um, of you know, balancing? Because I'm in, in the technology industry, I don't have to go to the office all the time. I can do a lot of my business on my phone or on my laptop. So I don't suffer the, uh, the challenge of having to go to work every single day um, I don't have the challenge of monitoring inventory that forces me to have to go through the counting process mm-hmm. on a regular basis. A lot of uh, our services and solutions and the products that we put together to make Cash Madame and to keep Cash Madame running um, are done by technology. So there are a lot of um, situations where we have to have a meeting and we can run our meetings uh, till middle of the night. And everybody in the meeting room is in different parts of the world. So yeah, it works perfectly for me. That's one of the reasons why I, I made that uh, switch, or should I say that move from uh, restaurant industry into the technology industry, because mm-hmm. I found that it was more conducive for me, allowed me to be able to do more. Do you think you've had to work, and this is a question to all three of you, do you think you've had to work twice as hard to climb up this ladder because you're women entrepreneurs? Absolutely. Absolutely. There was a particular event that occurred a few years ago and at the event, um, 
they said that Dangote was asked a question about women entrepreneurs. And he said, and I'm sure he was speaking from his own in, um, experience, that um, a woman cannot be successful as an entrepreneur on her own, that she would need other people's help, whether her husband or her family members, mm-hmm. she would need other people's help. Um, when I first heard that, I was outraged and annoyed, and how could he say that? But then I became an entrepreneur and I saw the challenges and I realized that it's not because he doesn't believe in the female entrepreneurs, because he understands the environment. Mm -hmm. The general understanding of the average Nigerian is that women can't do certain things. There's no real reason why. So if you ask them, why can't a woman do this? They can't say because this or because that. But they have this general belief that women can't do certain things. So when they see women trying to do certain things, they balk. But it is really clear that all three of you are bursting that bubble. <laughs> and Lily, what about yours? Do you think, when, you know, further to what Masan has said? I feel like I, as a woman, we can have it all. I have always had that mindset. We can have the best family, the best children, everything. It's just about knowing how to structure our things. So we have to learn how to manage ourselves. But let me see, well, yes, you can learn how to manage yourself. And I want to come to you, Chima. But um, have you seen structural impediments to women um, achieving their entrepreneurial dreams? Mm-hmm. Yes, I think that I've had to work twice as hard as being a woman to become an entrepreneur. So yesterday I'm at work, then there's no soup in the fridge, then I'm back in the market, I make the soup, I'm back on my laptop. My husband is just back and his feet is on the table, right? So he doesn't, he's just work, he can work all 24 hours. But I have to take breaks in between to cook, to think, to plan, to buy the diapers, to, you know, yes, so I've had to work extra hard. Can I yes. say something about Yeah, that? no, sure. My husband, he's the kind of person that just, if there's a salad in the fridge, I'm fine. So, and he doesn't, he doesn't need to be me that makes the salad. Just make sure that it's a vigorous salad. And also, um, because of this, this internet now, which we can actually express ourselves, using the social media to push out your brand, I think has also helped to limit the kind of issues. So people could be judging, definitely. Oh, why won't she not be taking care of the family and all that stuff? But what matters is that if the people who really care about you understand then nothing really matters. You can actually explore the world. So staying with you, what do you think can be done to improve the state of um, entrepreneurship for women in Africa? Um, I think uh, we need more institutions like Tony Lumulu Foundation um, that, like I said, um, even the playing field. Because we know African women are strong. We know we're ambitious. uh, And we know we, we have what it takes to do all the things that the men are doing and even do them better. Uh, but if you don't have an even playing field, then you're working twice as hard to achieve the same things. And so with more institutions like Tony Lumulu out there, providing opportunities for women at this equal level as for men, encouraging women to aspire and um, supporting them and celebrating their successes, um, I think all the myths and all the limitations that women experience today, they'll all be broken down. The glass ceiling will come down all by itself because we'd have um, killed the myths with our numbers um, and uh, our, our, and society will change in general. 
Chairman? So every time I'm asked, what do you think can be done more? I start from what can I do more? I can hire more women. I can teach more women. I can take 50 women who are in business and teach them to do their numbers more. I can take my help and teach her. I can take my cousin. I can take the little girl down my street who got married at 16, who I think is sitting at home and doing nothing. I can teach her to count inventory. So I start from what can every woman in business, if I can do 10 women and you can do 10 in this room, we'll be transforming 60 women. That's huge numbers. So imagine if every woman entrepreneur can invest in 10 women. So one final round of questions, which is really for you to share your um, takeaways from the Tony Illumilu Foundation Entrepreneurship Program 2015, 16, 17. So let's start with you, Jim. I think for me, it was life transforming. The greatest testimony for me was my mentor. She came to my business at a time that my business was growing. I started in a small office. We were six employees where the space was too small. She totally transformed my strategy. So for me, my mentor was... <laughs> just Hazan, what was your takeaway? 2015, our first My cohort. takeaway from the Tony Lumilu Foundation program was the network. Wow. Okay. It was amazing. Um, you, the foundation would have been aware, but when we were doing the training program, the online training, a couple of us uh, contacted ourselves at random and said, you know what, let's do this stuff together. So we created a WhatsApp group. Yeah. And every evening from nine till midnight, we'd work on each and every one of the questions. Brilliant. <laughs> we worked on them as if we were working on an exam, as if we were going to get a certificate that we could, we worked on it until today. We're friends, constantly supporting each other, constantly liking each other on, on social media and sharing our, our struggles and um, encouraging each other. The network for me was amazing. A lot of them became my customers. Really? Yeah. Really? So for me, the network so was amazing. So mentoring, networking, what about you? Oh, well, so I'd be bad to say it was the money. <laughs> <laughs> was that your motivation? No, it wasn't my motivation, but God did it help. I got the money and the next I paid for the rent to the kitchen. Okay. So having to start off my second branch was because of Tony Lumen. But you know, the money comes the money comes at a price because you have to spend 12 weeks in developing the business plan. But you know, there are lots and lots of female entrepreneurs out there listening, yeah? What's one piece of advice that you would give them? For me, one piece of advice is um, you are good enough. It was hard for me to accept I was good enough. First few jobs, I was looking for a better accountant to do it. So I had to find out I was good enough. For me, I'd say impossible is nothing. If you can conceive it, you can achieve it. So just go ahead and do it. For me, whatever you decide to do, just finish it. That is just what I would say. And it's always remember that it's not how you start, but it's how you continue. You cannot imagine what an amazingly rich discussion we've had and how your own stories will inspire thousands and thousands of African women entrepreneurs because they are the lifeblood of this continent. So thank you so much for sharing.